Welcome, folks, back to another episode of the Inclusion Solution Live. Y'all probably already know we are talking to everyday people, having everyday people share their stories, what life has been like for them since um, this global pandemic. I'm super, super, super excited to have Julie Cassidy here with me today. Julie is a mom, an educator, and of course, an everyday person living um, in the age of COVID-19 and its impact. Julie, I'm super excited to have you here. <laughs> Julie, we're going to um, jump right in. So if you just kind of want to share, I've teed it up sharing that you're an educator and mom. If you just want to share a little bit more about yourself and sort of those aspects of who you are that are really influencing how you are experiencing this space and time, we can we can start there. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm Julie. I'm 54. This is my 29th year teaching high school math. Um, basically, it's been really hard being a single mom and homeschooling my two kids while dealing with 140 other students that I'm trying to mm. help every day. Um, wine is my best friend. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I, have a, I, I, I teach people all the time, like Jesus, wine, coffee. In that order, in that order, maybe in that order. Uh, but um, it's just been—it's been crazy. The first couple of weeks, I was literally having major anxiety and depression because it was so hard. I had to prioritize and just realize, like, I'm yelling at my kids, my my personal kids, too mm -hmm. much. So at week four or five is when I was like, "All right, just chill out. You got to chill out because mm -hmm. you, you just can't have the chaos." Mm -hmm. And you know, that's something that, um, so one of the things I don't think I have at least heard a lot about, um, sure we hear folks talking about distance learning being a challenge, but you know, distance learning, working from home and also being a parent, you know what I mean? So not just being responsible for getting your students kind of acclimated and adjusted, but doing that in tandem as a parent, I can imagine has come with its challenges and so what has that been like um well, what has been that hard. been like for you yeah my 13 year old is special ed so you know i think the platform for the community that i work in was to only give the kids 20 minute lessons uh, per class so if you think about six classes at 20 minutes it's 120 minutes per child which is 240 minutes but the way I set it up for my students was real easy. I went in Canvas, that's what we use, and I just put everything under modules. So I would put my lesson there under the date, digital learning day one, day two, day three, and then I would um, put under there a quiz that they would take. But I found it more challenging with my 13-year-old because I would have to go to announcements, and then in announcements I'd have to go to assignments, then I'd have to go to Nearpod, watch a you know a video with her then she'd have to take a quiz and then go back to submit it so it wasn't a 20 minute lesson with her for every class i mean a couple of days we work like 7 hours which you know is hard because i'm trying to homeschool the other girl and trying to teach at the same time you know so and be there for my kids for the first i would say 5 weeks i was online until 1 2 3 in the morning with my students cuz my seniors would sleep until 5 in the afternoon i mean so finally, I had to email the parents and said, you know, I'm logging off at 345. I've got to take care of my own kids. Mm -hmm. 
Because every time I would hear a ding on my phone, I would have to answer it. Like, like that's like the attentive teacher that I am. Like, I want to help them. So it's been hard balancing everything. Um, and I've heard, and and I can only imagine. I've I can imagine. I've heard that the abrupt shift from obviously like in-person instruction to virtual learning, like that in and of itself came with this challenge. So I'm wondering, like, just from a teacher's perspective. Like, what was that process like for y'all? You know, because I think on one hand, as parents, like we on the outside kind of got like, oh, we're, um, you know, the, system, the school system's figuring it out and we'll be back in touch with like our approach. And so I wonder as a teacher, but then also a, a parent, but more so a teacher, like what was that process like? Like, how did y'all sort of like get ready to even be in this space, so to speak. You just don't even understand. I mean, I have been out of school. I mean, I graduated from college in 89. Like we had stenographs, you know what I mean? Like we would make copies with, we would work on the, like the overheads. Um, I'm not very technology oriented. I mean, I can cut and paste, I do PowerPoints, I do notebook, but to actually figure out this canvas stuff, it was really hard for me. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at how much I've learned on the computer, you know, to try to finagle through all the loops. I mean, it's been, it's been actually, it's been crazy, but it's been good. I just feel more confident mm -hmm. and like, cause I'm not a techie person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that sounds like a, so, so certainly a challenge. Um, obviously the like getting comfortable with like the technology piece. One of the things that, um, and then one of the things you mentioned is like, obviously there's a silver lining in that you, um have been able to pick up on the skill set um but i wonder for folks who are you know continue still going through the challenging stuff and like still um having to like deal with like a new normal like this newness like what has worked for you and sort of like overcoming some of the challenges associated with like very like exponent like very quick change like exponential change like what has like worked for you and balancing that sure but like more more than that even just like overcoming it i think the big thing that i feel like i've accomplished is communication with the parents of my students um and the, and and my my girl my own personal girls teachers has been fantastic i mean their teachers have been great um, the parents have, I've, I've emailed them through Canvas, I've texted them, I've emailed mm -hmm. them through Aspen, which is our attendance thing. Um, so to me, that's been helpful. And I've, I've gotten a lot of responses from my parents. I'm very proud of my kids' parents, you know, um, because they've been very attentive and they've all emailed me back. And I mean, I only have one person failing right now that's a senior. So I feel like um, the positive is the communication, but the negative is, we got thrown into this um, and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to work in uh, at Cherokee County because the tech department has been fantastic. We've been teamsing. If I have a question, they'll come on and I share my screen with them. I learned how to do that. And, <laughs> you know, um, they've been wonderful helping with, with all Absolutely. the questions that I've had. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like, so um, in Cherokee counties, for the folks who are listening, that's Georgia, right? That's Georgia. My the Woodstock? Folks, my parents actually live in um, Atlanta. I don't know how far that is from Cherokee County. It's about 45 minutes. We're north. Okay, cool. okay, got you, got you. 
Um, but you bring up the, the, the fact that, you know, at least for your district and county, like you have access to like, you know, people who technical assistance, um, you know, uh, people that at least like support in some way. And we also know that there are, you know, districts and um, school districts and teachers who perhaps don't even have that level of support, but are still experiencing this moment in time. Um, another thing that comes up for me, because you say you do, you teach seniors, right? They're, they're seniors, seniors and sophomores. I have four senior classes. I wonder what it's been like for them. So these are seniors graduating high school, like the, the, their worlds, when I think about like what senior year was like for me, has like obviously turn, been turned upside down. So um, what have you tracked in them? Like kind of like just like their engagement, their spirit, like the emotional impact. Like how is that? How has all of that played into? You know, I got to tell you, I think it's been harder on me as their teacher and harder on their parents. Um, I did a drive-by graduation party for my seniors. I'm probably going to cry. Um, Friday and Saturday, I got them books. Um, oh, the places you'll go. And I had a big graduation sign, and we had sidewalk chalk. My daughters did sidewalk chalk. The parents um, that I met were just so appreciative. The kids were like, it's really not that big of a deal, Miss Cassidy. Why are you crying? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I feel bad for them because I had a great mm -hmm. senior year. There's no prom. There was no spring sports, and I'm really big into the baseball team. And, you know, I had some swimmers in my class, lacrosse players, baseball players. It's just, it's overwhelming. I don't really think the kids really care as much as the parents and the teachers care. Yeah. I'm such a baby. I'm sorry. No, it actually shows like just how, and I'm, I know that we are, I'm a week behind, but happy teacher appreciation. Week. It just shows how um, much, not just like the work, like the, the pro, you know, the day-to-day -day work of being a teacher, but just how much emotional work and like just how much just how personal this work is. Yeah. How, no, how personal this work is. And I don't know that we talk enough about the emotional like piece about this. Like at the end of the day, sure we're we're working in specific roles, but we're also people. Like we're also people right. experiencing um experiencing um this moment in time. I wonder from your perspective, like when you think about when this is all said and done, like when this is over, whatever that looks like. I don't know when over is. But like if you right. had to like really just like reimagine what life, what teaching may look like after, you know, this is over, like what do you hope for? Like what do you think or what do you want to come from all of this and whether it's in your role as a teacher and kind of things that you've tracked as being, uh, oh, this could be better now that I think about it, or maybe even um, you know, just broader community or as a parent, like what do you want to come from this? Well, I don't think we're ever going to go back to the way it was. I mm -hmm. honestly don't. I mean, because, you know, you hear things and it's like, you know, this is supposed to get worse in the winter because the heat's mm -hmm. not, you know, going to kill the virus. Um, I, my concern, I've got several concerns, are the kids that are behind. I mean, we're doing everything we can do to keep them up, you know, get them caught up. But, you know, I, I fear for my geometry kids in Algebra 2 because I didn't get to teach them factoring and they need factoring mm -hmm. for Algebra 2. Um, I don't think that these seniors are going to go to college. I think that they're going to do online, you know, home education mm -hmm. for a while. I mean, I, I, 
I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, it's just weird to even think about not being, and if we do start back, you know, well, how many kids am I going to have in the classroom if they're yeah. going to be six mm -hmm. feet apart? I mean, we have 2,400 kids at my school. My school's great. I mean, it's Etowah High School. It's a great school. The principal's great. Administration's great. The department's great. Uh, everyone cares about the kids like I care about them. But wh what's a classroom going to look like? I mean, I can so only have probably nine kids in a classroom. That's what I was wondering. So pre-COVID, how many people, how many kids are in a classroom, physical classroom? Like when a About 32, 33. And you can't fit that many kids in there. And so I'm wondering, like, so that's, that is, as I've been even, like, just been thinking about, and like, when I read stuff about, like, oh, what, what's next for pre, I mean, for, you know, post this, this pandemic, a lot of times people are like, well, we can't really think that to head in the future because things are constantly changing, right? Which I get, but I wonder if you have any thoughts on like, like, are they, are, are schools like, um, like preparing to like change the way classrooms are going to look? Like, is that like, are those the conversations y'all are having now or is it still kind of like in this, let's get the, which is understandably, let's kind of get this, these semesters and quarters this year done before we even start to think about um, what's next? Like, I think that they're just trying to get through right now, but yeah. I think the higher order, the higher people are like, okay, what is it going to look like? Are we going to go to block, you know, where you got a PM and a AM session and then the kids alternate Monday, Wednesday or Tuesday, Thursday, and then the teachers try to play catch up on Friday. I mean, I, I know that in Georgia, I think we're supposed to be taking a 14% pay cut next year and then have some oh, wow. furlough days. So, I mean, that's huge. I mean, I, 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 I am dumbfounded as to what's going to happen financially yeah. for everybody. And we're yeah. work I'm working twice as hard. And I know yeah. my colleagues are working twice as hard. So it's kind of sad. I feel bad for the kids. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think, it, I think it's worth stating. You said it like I'm actually working twice as hard because sometimes – especially depending on the the obviously one like industry and um you know what their work from home the ease of work from home, like what that looks like because of your role like some some people have been able to use quarantine so to speak as like a chance to like get into new hobbies and like do you know take a break or get into things with a, a, yeah a very real reality and what I'm hearing right here this is my desk i'm sitting in my desk on my couch I have one computer. I had to borrow a computer for my younger daughter. Wow. And then and, um, my older daughter, her dad has, he gave her his um, notebook that he uses in dialysis. He's on dialysis every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. So he gave her. So then we had three computers or tablets to work with. But it was hard the first two weeks. We didn't have anything except my school computer. I don't have a computer at home. That is so, that is such a good, um, right? So, so many, there are so many assumptions around even like once this whole work from home remote became a thing, like assumptions around like the access to technology that people even have, right? And, there were, even have it. and many districts, I'm in Baltimore. I don't know if I shared that. I'm in Baltimore. They, you know, there are still students who don't have computers. Right. Um, there are, um, they were, they were like, they had teams of people getting together to make like packets, like learning packets drop off to students because that was right. the only way. And so I think even in this, 
digitally in, um, there are so many assumptions made about just the accessibility of like technology, laptops, who well, has and then, them, who doesn't. Yeah, and then you think about, you know, like I have a phone bin, so when my kids, they're trained now, but you know, I had a big issue with them being on their phones at class. What's so last phone year, bin? I made, oh, with the, uh, oh, that's, that's um, what, that's what like, have a, like a basket. Gotcha, so gotcha. I trained them for the first month, put your phones in the phone basket. So you know everyone has a phone, but sometimes like Canvas, like with PowerPoint, Canvas won't work sometimes on people's phones, you know? So I'm, I had to go back to the stone age and get all my PowerPoints because all the kids don't have access to notebooks uh, and I do everything on notebooks now. So, you know, the kids- What is notebooks? Have, what is that? It's like a, it's like, um, it's like, it's almost like a PowerPoint, but it's like gotcha, a- Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, it's like can, okay. Yeah, so, you know, you don't, they don't have access to that. Teachers have access to that. So to go back to the stone age and get my CDs, with all my old PowerPoints on, you know, and it, it's it's just been, I feel bad for the kids because they don't have access. I mean, a lot of the families, like our big thing in Cherokee County was, you know, do grades with grace. You know, some of these kids have lost, you know, lost their way. They've, their parents have lost like their that. job. Yeah, grades with grace. And I, like, I'm a firm believer in that. Like, you know face-to-face -face what your student's going through because you can tell, like, you, I'm one of those teachers that just knows my kids. So I know when they walk in my room, what's going on. You need to take a break, you know, um, and you just keep the face-to-face -face action, you're not having it. So, yeah, their parents are furloughed. They're, they, you know, they're in a domestic violence situation or, you know, they've been abused. You know, there's food. We're providing food for them Monday through Friday, breakfasts and lunches. They pick them up every Monday. But what about dinner? What about the weekend? You know, so really, in the big scheme of things, I want them healthy. You know, if they're semi-working, I'm happy. They don't have the technology. They don't have the support at home. This such. So that is that is so refreshing to hear this like doing grace with grace and then even just like just recognizing and calling out that like one um and, and someone on our team just wrote a post about how even stay at home doesn't mean safe at home. And so you mentioned even like you don't know if people are or students are in domestic violence situations. You don't know if they are also dealing with parents who are also like struggling, you know, whether it's because of job loss, whether it's because of health conditions all of right. these things that um, perhaps if they were entering the building, they would at least have some escape from that being in this environment. They go to. Yeah, they've got somebody they can go to. There is no escape. And so um, that is, um, I mean, that is that is something, even when I think about just the, the people who are gonna be listening to, this, listening to this, like this is something, whether you're a teacher, like if you have a team, you should be thinking through that lens, like what is or what are, what could be, the realities of the people whom I am engaging with and how can my behaviors change, like grading with grace. And maybe that means even for people who are not educators, like giving feedback with grace, you know what I mean? Or um, right. setting meetings, however you're doing meetings, now doing so with grace, understanding that people are dealing with so much, especially children, dealing with so much while um, they're home. You know, a lot of the kids that I have, they work. They work 40 hours a week or 24 hours a week, at, you know, oh, to help seniors. Stay, in their, stay in their home. You know, I've got a lot of divorced parents, single parents that I, you know, of the kids that I teach. You know, I, I know my kids pretty well. So I know that a lot of them are struggling. You know, I've got one kid that needs to pass. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm 
I, I she came to, to do the drive by. I gave her her graduation gift, and I'm like, you got to do this work. You got to do the seven digital learnings. And I'm sending. I sent her a test from before all this happened, from before 313. Like the way Cherokee County is doing it, um, I'm so impressed. Mm -hmm. You could look at their grade at 313. So you had it like I moved everything out of my grade book into a zero percentage to get all their grades, and then I put them all back and I saw their grade. So whatever their grade was as of last Friday, whether it's the 313 grade or the 58 grade, that's the grade we're going to give them. And this girl, I'm giving her the this my one senior. It's just a, I have one kid failing, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill you. Uh, you got to get on there. So I sent her the test that she missed before all this chaos happened mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully she's going to work at it i mean i i said oh the places you will go when you graduate so get this <laughs> stuff done no but for real when you graduate um i wonder if you have any advice or so actually I, this is a double question any advice for obviously like teachers right who are just like going through the motions um beyond you know cherokee county especially having been so that's three decades you've been pretty much a teacher Lots of lots of experience there. So any advice for teachers and um, any advice for parents, right, who are like working from home and now still managing the like the toll of parenting in general. So I think those two, any advice for teachers and then advice for the, yeah. the parents. I think for the teachers, I'll start out with the easy one. Care about your kids. Get in touch with your kids. I mean, it's not a field day. We're not on a field trip. You know what I mean? We're still working. We're still getting paid. Do your diligence. I feel blessed to work at Ottawa High School because I know that the teachers are bending over backwards, you know, for their kids. Um, feel completely honored to work at the best school in Cherokee County. And it, it, for the teachers that just think it's a field day, it's not a field day. Get to know your kids. Reach out to your kids. Encourage them. Don't bring them down. Keep in touch with the parents. Um, and for parents, I would say maybe chill a little bit because I didn't chill the first three weeks and I, <laughs> I was yelling at my 15 year old, not so much chill. my 13 year old, chill. but my 15 year old, I was on her and she's like, by you yelling at me, I just am going to do the opposite. And so like, I'm like, okay, then you'll be, you know, a retained freshman, get off your ass and do your work, you know? So now I've kind of chilled out and you know, mm -hmm. she's, she's getting it and she's appreciating me being a little more chill because I'm not a chill person. I'm always high maintenance and high energy and I'm always going, I'm going to get it. So I think for the parents, you know, support your kid. Don't be like me the first three or four weeks and be on them like white on rice. You know, it's, it's hard for them. It's a new normal mm -hmm. for them. My kids aren't digital learners. My kids are hands-on learners. So I guess that would be my. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I've been trying to think about that more too, just kind of like best of intentions, wanting to keep structure and like wanting to like, you know, foster accountability, even with, so folks I was sharing with, um, Julie that my, um, uh, biological cousin who was raised as my brother lives with me, he's 16. And so I think that, I mean, he's also a diverse learner. So he is on an IP. And so that's been a, my family and it's been like a village effort, like everyone, like just kind of making sure that your point, like we're honoring that not only does he have to work to do, but he's also experiencing this. So even though we want to like push, 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 because we want you to be on track, it's also important to just chill, right? And so maybe sometimes yeah. that looks like not spending. Um, I heard you say earlier that 
at one day you you were like working for seven hours, you know, with your daughter. And mm-hmm. um, like, we've been trying to break it up a little bit more, like break up the time because I, it can get overwhelming. Like it's, you know, wanting to hone in on and get all the stuff done. Well, just chill, just chill. Um, yeah. The structure I haven't, you know, when I raised my girls, everything was structured. You know, there was eating time, napping time, reading time, playing time. Like, I can't do that with a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old. Like, um, Gracie's been sleeping down there. There are all of her um, – I cleaned up her bed before, you know, her cleaning, our cleaning lady came. Um, she's been sleeping down here. She's been sleeping until 12, 1 o'clock. She's getting her stuff done. I mean, I can't get her up at 8 and expect her to just – it's not a school, it's not a school structure. Mm-hmm. No. And if I think that if I did that with her, she would really resent me. So after four weeks, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to chill. So get it done. They still have a two week grace period to get everything done. Like if they're, if the kids were happy with their grade on Friday, the 8th, May 8th, then they're done. And if they want to continue to work, I'm yeah. letting them continue to work to raise their grade. Yeah. My kids are like, all of my kids but one were like, I'm done. I'm happy with my grade. I'm like, okay, love you. (laughs) Miss you. Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to just like knowing your kid, right? Some people need structure when thriving. Some kids want thrive structure. Others are kind of just like, um, let me be and and figure this out sort of like in a way that I can still get to accomplish what I need, but in a way that like services who I am, which is – which is you huge. nailed it when you said that you nailed it because the kids know what they need to do. Um, and I think as a parent, this is different from my teacher, but as a parent, I just got to let them thrive. However, they're going to thrive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not easy for them to do digital learning. They have to maneuver everything. I mean, yes, they can Snapchat. Yes. They know Instagram. Yes. they yes, do Facebook, That's such a good distinction. Totally different. That is, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that has been a misconception. And I was just having a conversation with a friend about this. And so obviously, so in our um, space, we call this um, Gen Z and, you know, sure, they have been immersed in technology, but that is very different from now having to be successful in a virtual learning right. format. Same. Um Question, because I didn't ask. So for so the way that you all have been um, doing the digital learning, are y'all like still joining in like virtual classrooms, or is it just kind of like here are your assignments, go in and kind of complete like self-paced, or y'all actually like logging on to video classrooms like this? And yeah, well, then... you can do you can do Canvas conferences. I have okay. not done Canvas conferences. Gotcha, gotcha. I've done Facebook conferences, and I'll probably get in trouble because it's Facebook, but um. Or um, I've videoed, you know, we've done FaceTime. Got you, got you. Um, but Canva, I don't want to do Zoom because of the Zoom bombing. I don't want any. All the hacks. I've, I've heard, yeah. yeah. All the hacking. But I, I, I think I've managed to do it real easy for my kids. Like I said, it in Canvas, I don't know if you're familiar, but that's what we use. But you can do, I just put everything in, in modules. And so they click on the day. It's done like Monday, April, whatever, Tuesday. Um, and they just hit that. And they click onto that, they do the PowerPoint, and then right underneath that is the quiz for that day. And then they'll go to Tuesday and Wednesday. And you can publish them all. They can get them done in a week. Yeah. You know, I just didn't publish the tests or the quizzes. But see, that to me, that's hard um, thinking about my students doing quizzes and tests, but we've left them open. They can retake. I mean, if they're smart, they Uh, can take a screenshot of it. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, because like I said, grace grades with grace. grace so with grace. allow them to go over. You can shuffle the answers. You can, I mean, so it's worked. I, I really haven't had that. I've, I've been really into emails um, and Canvas and an Aspen and uh, school emails. And that seems to have really worked with my kids. I was talking to one of my friends who's in education and they were having some challenges with their um, children logging on to like the actual school app. And so they did. They created like a Facebook kind of like meeting the kids where they are. They were like, look, mm -hmm. a lot of them are on Instagram. And so um, he started like he created like a teacher account, like a teacher. Like this is yeah. my teacher, like IG account. And this is how I'm now engaging with my kids. Mm -hmm. um, bearing in mind that sure, it wasn't like the traditional way. But the whole point was. This is how I'm meeting them where they are right now. I know this right. is where they're going to be, and this is another way. Because everyone's not going to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like it's just like um, you know, changing things around for your kids in your classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have to be diverse in in how you're teaching every child. They're mm -hmm. not all going to learn the same. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Good. Um, one final question. I'm thinking of, um, and this is not this is not limited to. Um, Cherokee County um, or even Georgia, but when you just think about what you want people empowered to know about, like from the perspective of a teacher, um, what what can what do you want people to understand, specifically like leaders to understand as they kind of reimagine anew, like what should they be taking into account um, based on your experience as a teacher as they start to think through like what's next and what this looks like? Um, well, if that's just a really brilliant question, and I guess I would say that I think the higher ups need to realize that this is a challenging world for these students. And, you know, they don't have to be in a seat time for eight hours. I mean, you know, we need to work with the kids that need more help versus the kids that are, you know, challenging themselves anyhow. So it doesn't need to be like an eight hour computer class, you know, for each child. I mean, if they uh, get it done, they're motivated, they're, they're going to do it. But we really need to focus on the kids that really need that extra help, that that they come to school, um, they have a crappy home life, they don't have any money, they're starving, they don't have clothes. You know, we need to focus on those kids. If we can continue to help them, get them utilities, get them food, get them technology, help the parents how we can help them. That's like my that's my main concern is mm -hmm. is the kids that just can't afford things, the parents that just can't afford things. That is like it's that is so affirming to hear you say like our work and like equity work is about like creating systems and policies that support those who we know are like most impacted are sort of most without don't sort of like have access and so i appreciate um you offering that because i think that um it can be very especially with with global pandemics and, and or any crises it can be very tempting to just want to act let's just figure out what we need to do to get everybody without necessarily pausing and um really focusing on okay who will be who could benefit most who is most right. impacted who is really like at the margins of access and like how do we make sure our policies our future our practices really support those like who who really 
who needed um, and making that a, a much broader conversation. Yeah, Brittany, you got You got to realize that these kids, they don't have I mean, school was their life. They could go and be themselves. They could feel normal. Mm -hmm. That's where their friends are. You know, that's where they could release, you know, any anxiety, toxicity, anything in their system. And now they're stuck at home. I mean, it's been seven weeks. Hello. The depression, the anxiety, like some of my 504 kids, some of the IEP kids. I mean, they've, they're going crazy and we just mm -hmm. need to support them, you know, and give them what they need to feel less pressure. Mm -hmm. They have so much pressure. I can't even imagine. I see mm -hmm. it with my daughter. I see it with my 13 year old. I mean, it is what it is. She hates being home. She likes that structure, likes to see her friends. She likes her teachers, you know, just for her to be stuck with me, you yeah. know, she doesn't like very much. Yeah. yeah. And that I've been thinking, I've even been thinking about that more with um. someone asked me a while ago, like, do you think Braxton knows what's going on? Like, he doesn't know what's going on, but he'll ask about his preschool teacher and he'll ask about his friends. And as the like only child, you know, well, at least of that age, I do wonder like how not being engaged with like other kids now his age Art. is just like influence, you know, he doesn't want to listen. Like it shows up differently. Like, so now he's antsy and like the tantrums are different and probably a little, they're a little way more tantrums now. Because he doesn't um, get it. He can't, as a two, he's two, right? He's as three, two, yeah. Yeah, you don't know, or a three-year-old, he doesn't know what's going on. He knows something's not right. You know, his schedule, like, I think it's so much harder for your son versus my daughter's because they're older. But mm -hmm. you you just don't know what's, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it in here. And he's like, what is going on? Why am I home every day with mom mm -hmm. or every day with dad? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why I just grades with grace, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grades with, I love it. Grades with grace, teachers, and then parents just chill. And then folks who are at the table and the and the higher ups, like really, really, like do the the work to figure out how we can put in practices and policies that um, center those who are most impacted and most without. And um, yeah, that's the that's a big part of the that's the work. That is the work. Amen, sister. <laughs> Julie, I'm so appreciative. This conversation was so good. As I already shared, thank you for your service. Thank you. As a teacher, thanks for joining our platform to just share like very real, like what life has been like as a teacher, as a mom, as a student advocate. I'm really glad you were able to do your drive-bys with oh your my students. Gosh. I've been seeing teachers do I've been seeing that on the news, but that it's so it's so heartwarming. It's so my daughter, my 15 year old Gracie, she she's like, you're going to cry. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it's like a cry. Like, I don't cry in front of the students. But when I come in, I'm like, I'm gonna miss that. you know, and she's like, you're ridiculous. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. Um, your passion is evident and uh, your students in your school and your county are and your daughters are blessed to um, to have you. Um, I'm the blessed one. <laughs> I work for a great boss. I've got great mm -hmm. admin team, great department, great county, best county to work in in Georgia. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So folks, hopefully you um, were able to get some nuggets. Thanks for joining us, uh, listening in and or viewing. And of course, Julie, thanks for sharing your story.
Thank you. Good to talk Alrighty. to you, Brittany. Stay Alrighty. safe. Stay healthy. Thank you. Thank you.